Well, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ricky. Thank you, choir, praise team, for leading us in that time of worship. If you will take your copy of God's Word and turn with me to the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 9, begin reading in verse 13 in just a moment. Over the past few weeks, Pastor Jamie and I really have begun to, to lay out a new study for us as we think about the Proverbs and think about what God instructs us in the book of Proverbs. We've already said that the purpose of Proverbs really is to, is to impart wisdom for godly living. Pastor Jamie and I, we laid out a definition that we'll see kind of continue to unfold as we walk through these, these concepts, these ideas throughout Proverbs. Wisdom being, it's the understanding that results in good judgment such that we please God, we do right by our fellow man, and we flourish in our own lives. When we think about wisdom, it's, it's, it's good judgment, right, that really helps us to walk in a way, to live in a way, to speak in a way, to act in a way that we, that we first off, we please God, but as we're pleasing God, He instructs us on, on how we can then also build up our fellow man and ultimately how we can flourish in our own lives. This morning, we're going to consider the topic of wisdom and folly, wisdom and foolishness. Now, obviously, we think about wisdom as we've defined wisdom here is, is this right judgment, right? right? That, that, result, that results in, in good judgment, an understanding that results in, in good judgment such that we please God, we do right by our fellow man, and, and we flourish in our own lives. So in a lot of ways, we could think of foolish being, foolishness being just the, the opposite of that, having very little understanding. And what brings glory to God. To have very little understanding on, on how, to, how to do right by our fellow man. And, and have very little understanding on what true flourishing in life looks like. Proverbs chapter 9. Proverbs 9 is the story of, of, a, of a woman named Wisdom. Now we're not going to read the, the entire chapter here. I encourage you when you leave today, you can read back through the chapter. But the very first half of Proverbs 9 is, is, this, is this woman wisdom personified. This woman wisdom, she sends out her servants to, to invite all people to, to a meal, to a party. Right? But this, this is a meal. This, it's different because this is a meal that instead of leading to death, leads to life. Woman wisdom sends out her servants to go pick and choose and, and gather and, and bring in anyone and everyone, anyone who wants to come sit at her feast, and, and her feast leads to life and not to death. Solomon tells us that those who sit and eat with woman wisdom will be made wise. But then there's another woman who shows up. This woman is known as woman folly. And in her story, we pick up Proverbs 9, verse 13. Folly is a rowdy woman. She is gullible and knows nothing. She sits by the doorway of her house on a seat at the highest point of the city, calling to those who pass by, who go straight ahead on their paths. Whoever is inexperienced, enter here, woman folly says. To those who lack sense, she says, Stolen water is sweet, and bread eaten secretly is tasty. If you steal, if you take from others, 
It's okay because that's good, woman folly says. But he doesn't know. The person who listens to woman folly, he doesn't know that the departed spirits are there, that her guests are in the depths of Sheol. Her guests are heading straight to hell. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I ask that as we dig into your word this morning, that Lord, you would, you would speak to our hearts. Lord, give us an understanding of what wisdom really looks like. Lord, put before us the truth of what your word says is folly. Lord, help us to understand what foolishness is. And, and Lord, may, may we as your people reject it. And Lord, may we flee from it. And may we return to you again. Lord, may we be broken for, for the foolishness of this world. May, may we have a longing and a, and a desire to speak the truth of the gospel to all people. So that everyone might have the opportunity to respond to what true wisdom is. Lord, help us to be a people who reject folly. Lord, break our hearts for those who run after foolishness. And Lord, help us to be wise in a way that leads to good judgment, that helps us to please you, that helps us to live right by our fellow man, that ultimately brings flourishment in our own lives. All for your glory. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. You see, this woman, Folly, she shows up on the scene. And again, if you take the time to read throughout all of Proverbs chapter 9, you actually see that she's very cunning. Woman, Folly actually follows the example that woman wisdom has shared. When you go back and you read the first part of the chapter, Woman wisdom, as she's extending this invitation, woman folly comes right along behind her and in a, and in a sense almost, almost promises the same thing. She extends the invitation in a very similar way. She promises certain things that woman wisdom has promised. All along, though, she knows good and well that what she is offering only leads to, to a temporary pleasure that ultimately leads to death. Death that awaits everyone who follows after her, according to verse 18. You see, this is where we begin to have an understanding of what real foolishness is. When we think about foolishness, foolishness is, is not seeing the connection between our actions and their consequences. Foolishness is us not fully grasping and understanding that, that there are absolutely, there's some, there's some direct relations between our actions and the consequences of those actions. Let me say it like this. Foolishness is a lot like a, a pig being led to slaughter. Right? You have pigs that are, that are lured into the slaughterhouse just by offering a little more slop. Why? Because pigs like slop. What a slop. It's just garbage. It's just filth. It's just nastiness. But because the pig longs for it, they just they eat it up and they and they go straight into the slaughterhouse, not realizing that they're about to become pork chops. Not realizing that they're about to become several sides of bacon. That's foolishness. 
pursuing after the lust, pursuing after the pride, pursuing after the the temporary uh, fleeting of of joy, the the, the pursuing after power, the pursuing after pride. That That is foolishness. Instead of looking to God, instead of walking in a manner that brings glory to God, instead of walking right by our fellow man, instead of living a life that brings glory to him and and being a response of love and and, and respect of all people that we come in contact with, foolishness is just the opposite. Woman, Woman folly leads people straight to hell. You see, ultimately, woman folly leads people to become fools themselves. Now, now, to be fair, to have an understanding of what we're talking about here, Proverbs sometimes can be a very difficult book to preach. It's difficult just to preach through Proverbs verse by verse because it's just not laid out that way. When you, when you think about Old Testament wisdom literature, the, you really have to kind of look at these topics as a whole. So, so this morning what I want to do is I want to ask a couple questions of these passages that we're going to see that really helps us to understand what foolishness is and then as a result what true wisdom is and then ask ourselves how are we living today. So here's the first question. What is a fool? What exactly is a fool? Now, we've already seen, really, I mean, you could say that, that a fool is someone who follows after woman folly. And yes, that is correct. But, but there's much more to the book of Proverbs helping us to understand exactly what a fool is. A fool, according to Solomon, has nothing to do with IQ. Pastor Jamie said that a few weeks ago. When we think about wisdom, it really has nothing to do about our intellect. It has nothing to do with our, with, with our IQ. When we think about wisdom, really wisdom has nothing to do with it at at, at all. You see, God's idea of wisdom and foolishness is completely different from the world. God's idea of foolishness doesn't look at the brain at all, but rather God looks at, at the attitude and the actions of a person. So so what does God say about about the fool then? Now, this is where I need to go ahead and forewarn you. Put on your seatbelts because we're going to go quickly through many verses in Proverbs. Fortunately, Nathan has prepared us, helped us this morning, and Nathan's going to throw up the verses so you don't have to play Bible drill. So we're going to stay on task. What does God's Word teach us about, about the actions of a fool? Proverbs 10, verse 23. As shameful conduct, some translations say evil, as evil is pleasure for the fool, so wisdom is for a person of understanding. The fool is someone who finds pleasure in evil. Proverbs 10, verse 18. The one who conceals hatred has lying lips, and whoever spreads slander is a fool. According to Solomon in Proverbs, the fool is someone who likes to slander other people. Proverbs 15, verse 2. The tongue of the wise makes knowledge attractive, but the mouth of fools blurts out foolishness. The person who's a fool just continues to speak foolishness. Right? They, they spread all kind of tomfoolery. They just keep speaking things that are just absolute l- ludicrous. Proverbs 20, verse 3. Honor belongs to the person who ends dispute, but any fool can get into a quarrel. The person who's a fool is a person who continues to look for fights. They're the person who continues to pick fights. They're the person who continues to, to just to, to aggravate and egg on. You see these actions in a child who intentionally disobeys 
even though they know their disobedience is going to bring upon them punishment. Now, I'm not picking on kids. We all have been there, right? We, we've seen that before. Before we just think about our own children, if you're blessed to have kids, think about how you were as a child. You probably pushed the limits at times, right? Let's just be honest. You, you, you decided that I'm going to test the waters here. I'm going to push mommy and daddy and see how far I can go. Even though you know, even though you knew that if, that if you pushed the limits, there were certainly going to be consequences. All of us do th- foolish things. But, but the fool is distinguished because the fool continues to return back to that folly. The fool is the person who continues to come back to it over and over and over again, regardless of the consequences. The fool is the person who then even responds angrily to to correction that comes from, from believers and, more importantly, from God's Word. Where do we see that? Proverbs chapter 12. Proverbs 12, verse 15. A fool's way is right in his own eyes, but whoever listens to counsel is wise. Proverbs 15, verse 5, a fool despises his father's discipline, but a person who accepts correction is sensible. Proverbs 26, verse 11, as a dog returns to its vomit, so also a fool repeats his foolishness. That's appetizing, isn't it? If you got a dog, you know what I mean. (laughs) That's, that's, That's foolishness. It's the person who knows that that what they're returning to can actually make them sick again. It's the person who can keep repeating that foolishness. And then, and then when God's Word comes alongside and offers correction, that it's the person that, that, that really despises, as the Word says there, the Father's discipline. You see, this is the sign of the fool. That while obviously breaking God's Word, it's the person who still rejects correction because they don't want to be told that they're wrong. Proverbs 29, verse 11. A fool gives full vent to his anger, but a wise person holds it in check. Proverbs 12, verse 16. A fool's displeasure is known at once, but whoever ignores an insult is sensible. Proverbs 14, verse 16. A wise person is cautious and turns from evil, but a fool is easily angered and is careless. What is a fool? It's the person who knows what they're doing is wrong. Who knows what they're doing is dishonoring to God. Who knows what they're doing is not setting right by their fellow man. It's the person who knows that they're going to continue to it and it's going to continue to make them sick and they're looking for joy and pleasure in so many other places, but ultimately it's leading them down a path of destruction. Yet it does not matter. And just like a dog that returns to to its vomit, so does the fool, repeating the same foolishness over and over and over again. Solomon, in his wisdom, understood that it was very difficult to turn such a person from their folly, so much so that he actually gave a warning. In Proverbs 23, verse 9, Don't speak to a fool, for he will despise the insight of your words. Now, to be fair, the translation there is don't, Some translations even say, don't waste your repeated words on the fool. 
doesn't mean that we shouldn't ever interact with people in the world. No, I mean, that's not what Solomon's saying at all. But what he's saying here is, is if, you, if you've had this experience with a person that, that, that you, can, you can argue with them, you can, you can disagree with them, and you can continue to go over and over and over again, but until they're willing to listen to God's Word, until they're willing to listen to the discipline of the Father in heaven, until they, it's, it's, it's about like beating your head against the wall. It can be difficult to turn someone from their foolish ways. So what then, here's the next question, what then is the key to wisdom over foolishness? Because I mean, if you just think about these words, these, these, what, what is a fool, I mean, it can, it can become discouraging. Hear me, church. There is hope. The hope is not in you and the hope is not in me. The hope is in our loving God who in our foolishness still revealed to us His love, His mercy, and his grace. It, it seems like there is no hope, but church, there is, because you see, there is a key to wisdom over foolishness. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. In fact, you actually see it in Proverbs 2. In several other places, you see this verse repeated. But I just want to take us back to Proverbs 9, where, where, the, where Solomon describes woman wisdom. Here's what he says in Proverbs 9, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The fear of the Lord, this, this reverent respect, this honor and this adoring of God the Father, this is the beginning of all wisdom. And having true knowledge, a personal relationship, and an understanding of the Holy One is the one that ultimately brings us further understanding, brings us godly wisdom, true wisdom comes from recognizing that God is in control of our lives. True wisdom comes from understanding that God is sovereign over all things, that He is sitting on His throne, and that He is absolutely in control. True wisdom is an understanding of God the Father and who He is. doesn't matter what I think. doesn't matter what I think is right or wrong. It doesn't matter what I think is wise or foolish. Really, all that matters is what God says. What matters is what God's Word determines is, is wisdom and righteousness and holiness. On the flip side, what God understands to be foolishness, unrighteousness, and the path of destruction. You see, God's world, Word tells us what is most wise. I'm actually going to take us to the New Testament just for a few verses. In 1 Corinthians, you'll see it on the screen. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 23 through 25, Paul states, But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. Yet to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, listen to what Paul says. Here it is. Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom, and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. Paul tells us that Jesus Christ is the power of God unto salvation, and that Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God. That Jesus himself coming to this earth is how God ultimately revealed all of his wisdom and his ultimate wisdom. You see, the wisest thing that a person can learn is not only to confess their sins before God, but to, 
to cast those sins upon Christ and his cross. The, the wisest move that anyone can make in this life is recognizing who God is and how he ultimately revealed himself to us and casting our sins upon Jesus Christ and his cross because it is through the cross of Christ that you and I have salvation. How then can we live a life of wisdom? We see there's a key to wisdom, but but if, but if we truly trust in Christ and we truly turn to God the Father to give us His wisdom, how then can we continue to live in a way that reveals God's wisdom? You see, when God makes you wise, when you come to Christ and you pursue a closer walk with Him, when, when you're reading His Word, when you're praying diligently, right? When, when you're asking God to make you look and sound and, ta- and, and act and talk and, and, and look more like Jesus, when, when you and I are going down that path, then hear me, it makes an immediate impact on our lives. How do we know that? Thank you for asking. More verses from Proverbs. Proverbs 19, verse 11. You see it on the screen. A person's insight, that word there really could be translated really kind of as wisdom granted by God. So a person's wisdom that God gives them gives him patience, and his virtue is to overlook an offense. You want to know how you can continue to live a life of wisdom? Trusting God in his wisdom is be more patient like Jesus and overlook the offense given to you. Proverbs 10, verse 19, when there are many words, sin is unavoidable. But the one who controls his lips is prudent. You know how to continue to live a life of wisdom? Speak less. I was about to start quoting Hamilton up here. Right? Just bite your tongue. Listen. Be prudent in the words that you're going to say. Proverbs 12, verse 18, There is one who speaks rashly, like a piercing sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. You see, the foolish man is the one who lashes out repeatedly over and over again. But the wise man, walking the ways of God himself, uses his tongue to bring about healing and restoration. In in his or her wisdom, The wise man or woman also realizes that since they are sinful, they will always have weaknesses. And therefore, they shouldn't try to live life alone, but but rather they need to be careful where they walk. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. The one who walks with the wise will become wise, but a companion of fools will suffer harm. If you want to stay on the straight path, Surround your people who are following after Jesus. If you want to walk with people who are pursuing the lust and the pride and the evil desires of the world, just be ready because you're going to end up in the same same place. Proverbs 14, verse 16. A wise person is cautious and turns from evil, but a fool is easily angered and is careless. One last question. What then are the results of choosing wisdom over folly? What are the results of choosing wisdom over folly? Now, we've already seen in Proverbs chapter 9, right, that if we choose folly, that it's ultimately going to lead us to the pits of Sheol. It's going to lead us to hell. It's going to lead us to death. 
So what's the flip side of that? <laughs> what's, what's, the, what's the results of choosing wisdom over folly? You see, an amazing truth about wisdom is that God promises to reward the wise. Now, hear me. These are not hard and fast rules that happen every time. But as a general rule, there are blessings that come to those who lead a wise life. Proverbs 2, verse 12. It, speaking of wisdom, wisdom will rescue, from, rescue you from the way of evil, from anyone who says perverse things. Proverbs 21, verse 20, precious treasure and oil, and really the translation there is in abundance. The, the many blessings, precious treasure and oil in, in the life of the believer. They're in, dwell, they're in the dwelling of a wise person, but a fool consumes them all. A wise person takes the blessings of God and uses them for God's glory in a, in, a, in a wise manner. The fool just uses it up. Proverbs 14, verse 3, the proud speech of a fool brings a rod of discipline, but the lips of the wise protect them. Proverbs 3, verse 35, the wise will inherit honor, but he holds up fools to dishonor. The wise is the person, the wise person is the one who receives honor from God himself. But the foolish person is the one that God holds up to be dishonored. Proverbs 13, verse 14, a wise person's instruction is a fountain of life, turning people away from the snares of death. The wise person is the person who thinks about God's word, speaks forth the truth of God's word. And, and ultimately, God uses that, uses the actions, the life, the words of the wise person following after him to actually release other people from the snares of death. You see, God has a plan to use us, believers, when we're walking in His wisdom. So what do we learn? What do we take away from this comparison of wisdom and foolishness, this comparison of wisdom and folly, this comparison of wisdom and tomfoolery? What do, what do we take away? What, what's, what's the purpose of a study like this? Why, why does Solomon spend so much time comparing and contrasting in Proverbs Wisdom and foolishness. Does it matter? Absolutely it matters. You see, the more humble that God makes you, and we're going to talk about humbleness because it's bathed all throughout the book of Proverbs, but, but the more humble that God makes you, the more that you learn to trust in Christ, and, and, and the more that you learn to, to look, for, for, look into God's Word for guidance, and the more your life will be blessed for the glory of the Lord. Wisdom brings rewards and keeps you from the problems, keeps you from experiencing the consequences that come from living a life of immorality or, as Solomon has told us, a life of foolishness. You see, it echoes very much what, what the psalmist says in Psalm chapter 1. I didn't give this to Nathan, so just listen. Psalm 1. How happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked or stand in the pathway of sinners or sit in the company of mockers, of scoffers, of the foolish. Instead, the wise person, his delight is in the Lord's instruction and he meditates on it day and night. The wise person finds peace, delight in God's word. 
He is like a tree planted beside flowing streams that bears its fruit in its season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. Whatever he does for God in his glory, God blesses it. Not for our blessing, but for his. Verse 4. The wicked, can we say it this way? The foolish, they're not like this at all. Instead of being like a tree firmly planted that bears fruit in its season, the foolish person is like chaff that the wind blows away. It's worthless. It's good for nothing. Ultimately, chaff is just burned. Therefore, the wicked will not stand uncondemned in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord, listen church, for the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to ruin. The Lord watches over the way of the wise, but the way of the wicked, the way of the foolishness always leads to ruin, to destruction. You see, if we really want to be wise, if we really want to be wise, if we want God to see us in, in His wisdom, and, and, we, and we want the world to see that we are walking in a manner that brings glory to God. If we, if we really want to be wise, then we have to return to the true source of wisdom, the fear of the Lord, the respect, the reverence, the honor of, of God Himself. We have to return to the point that we pursue after Him with all of our hearts, all of our soul, all of our mind, all of our strength. See, Jesus lived a perfectly wise life. Yet he took upon himself the punishment that our foolishness deserved. He invites each and every one of us to accept forgiveness, forgiveness of our sin from him. And the choice is yours. If, if you're here this morning, if you're watching by way of internet, if, if you are an unbeliever, recognize the foolishness in your life. I, I hope you're not offended by me this morning. Hear the warning from God's Word. Receive the correction from God's Word. See the foolishness. You you know that in your life you're pursuing things that ultimately lead you back like a dog to its own vomit and just continues to make you sick. Understand, recognize, realize the foolishness in your life. Repent of your sins and turn to Jesus Christ for salvation. Because it is through Christ that he has revealed, God has revealed what true wisdom is. If you're a believer, the pastor, I've already done that. Then ask the Lord to continue to reveal to you your own foolishness. Because I'll be the first one to tell you, I still do some foolish things. Ask the Lord to reveal to you your own foolishness. Repent of it. Turn to Jesus. And then ask God the Father to be made more into the likeness and image of Christ himself. You can pray a prayer like Psalm 139, 23 and 24, which says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. 
try me and know my anxious thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me. See if there be any foolish way in me. See if there's anything in my life that, that is making me act like a dog going back to its own sickness. See if there's anything in my life, Lord, that is leading me down a path of destruction. And ultimately, Lord, lead me in your way, the righteous way, the holy way, the way that pleases God. Lead me in your way everlasting. What is wisdom? Wisdom really ultimately is, is good judgment. Wisdom is good judgment. Judgment that, in, that really helps us to, to live in such a way that, that brings glory to God, that pleases God, that leads us to do right by our fellow man, and ultimately it, it helps us to flourish in our own lives because we receive the blessings of God himself. Foolishness is just the opposite. What's sad is that there are many in this world today who are running, who are running, who are pursuing, who are wide open for foolishness. What's even sadder is there are people who say they've experienced the love, mercy, and grace of God yet still find themselves returning to their own vomit, pursuing the lust, the pride, the hatred, the hurting, the emptiness that the world has to offer. May we be a people who pursue after God. Would you pray, for, would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I, I ask that as... Lord, we enter in this time of commitment that right now, Lord, you would indeed speak to our hearts. Lord, we thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Lord, I pray right now, if there's anyone here this morning in this room or who is joining us by way of the internet, Lord, I pray that, that they, Lord, through the truth of your word, would understand that, Lord, you offer forgiveness of sin. You offer love, mercy, and grace to anyone who will recognize Christ as the power of God and the wisdom of God. That, Lord, if there's anyone listening this morning who, who would be honest and say that they've pursued after, they've run after what the world says is wise, and ultimately they've found brokenness, they have found emptiness, they have found sorrow. Lord, I pray if there's anyone listening this morning who would say, that's my life. Lord, they would understand the truth of Scripture and that they would pray right now, receive Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. Lord, they would repent of their sins, and would stop pursuing after the, the folly of the world. Lord, they would turn their eyes and their hearts and their minds towards you. Lord, for the rest of us here this morning, Lord, gathered in this room and by the way of internet, Lord, we are a people who say that we've already trusted in Jesus. Lord, I pray that, that you would help us, Lord, to, to continue to repent of our sins. That, Lord, we would not continue to return to the same sins over and over again. Because, Lord, we know that it's leading us down a path of destruction. Lord, help us to be a people who pursue after you, who run after you, Lord, who have a desire to, to live a life characterized by holiness, that, Lord, that we, can, that we can live our lives in such a way that we please you, that we live right by our fellow man, and that ultimately we see your hand of promise in our life and we flourish for your glory. 
Lord, help us to be a people who run after, who pursue your wisdom and who reject the foolishness, the folly of the world. Help us to look and act and speak and to live radically different. Help us to be a people who love you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And Lord, help us then to be a people who love others the way you first loved us. May we be wise in your eyes and for your glory. Lord, speak to our hearts. Continue to use us. And we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen.